With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Shall we play a game? Oh. Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. I'm your host, Joel McLaughlin, and today we're going to talk about E.T., the extraterrestrial. Um, <laughs> well, specifically, the Atari 2600 version of this game. Uh, E.T. was a huge movie in the early 80s. Um, it was one of the first that I really, really remember uh, that uh, had tie-ins to video games. Um, it may not be the, the, the first, but it's pretty close to it. Um, but the movie itself uh, released, uh, let's see, I'm trying to do a quick Google search here, June 11th, 1982, okay, uh, the... Video game itself also came out in 1982. So some of this is going to uh, pertain to why some people really, really disliked this game. So let's take a listen to some of the game footage. Okay, and there's some of the footage of, of uh, this game. Um, the sound effects for the game was really, really good. Uh, but um, what what really frustrated people about this game? So let's talk a little bit about that. I found a really good article from Looper.com that kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, one of the significant facts about this game was this game, um, in a time when... Development of the game would took about six to eight months. Even as simple as the Atari was, that's how long it took for those games to be developed. This game was developed in five weeks so that they can have it out at the same time as as the movie. Um, took six. Uh, so uh, the uh, developer was uh, Howard Scott Warshaw uh, for Atari. And he had five weeks to get to get the game done. He got the game done on time. And there's an advertising movie tie-in campaign that began, and the game sold pretty well at the beginning. Uh, it sold 1.5 million copies, but the run that they had planned for ET was four million cartridges, and that was pretty much all they did. Uh, reviewers at the time they found uh, the game confusing, clunky, and hard to learn with bad graphics, even for the time. Apparently, children, uh, probably like myself, uh, had an easier time playing than adults, but people did not like constantly falling into pits, which is one thing you did a lot of in this game, was you, you go from one screen to another, and then all of a sudden you were in a pit. So um, that was one thing. Uh, a reviewer from Electronic Games Magazine in 1983 said it looked like it was it looked like it was turned out in five weeks, which it was. Uh... The graphics are crude. The play mechanics are unlikely to captivate any but the youngest arcaders, and the entire project seems ill-conceived. However, not everyone is down on the game. That's more fair to say E.T. received mixed to negative reviews 
some gamers uh, do recall having fun with the title, and that's that's me. I, I'm right in that uh, area. Was it a perfect game? No, no game is perfect, but uh, I actually really enjoyed playing E.T. Uh, at the time. We had it, and uh, I kind of liked it. Um, E.T. is frequently blamed for the, the video game crash, um, and uh, it did, even though it did have some problems with gameplay, um, it had a bunch of competitors that started right around this time as well, like ColecoVision, Intellivision, uh, the PC itself at the beginning was just starting, uh, Atari's Pac-Man sold 7 million but, copies, but 12 million were made. Uh, for Pac-Man, so there's a lot of stuff going around, around right about that time. Uh, the industry-wide crash, which reportedly resulted in 97% revenue reduction in, in two years, may, it says it might have been a, exaggerated in this article, uh, but um, it really put a hurting on the market. Um, so uh, that is kind of what uh, this Looper article says. Um, the game had a significant effect on Atari. Um, Atari admitted the game had sold poorly, and the industry executive said the lesson from E.T. has not been lost in the industry. The game is cited as one of the main causes of the video game industry crash of 1983. Um, Billboard magazine's Earl Page reported the large number of unsold E.T. games, along with increasing competition, prompted retailers to demand official return programs for video game manufacturers, by the end of 1982, Atari had begun to lose dominance as more competitors entered the market, like, for example, uh, Nintendo. Uh, poor critic reception and lack of profitable marketing strategy made this game one of the many-sided decisions that led Atari to report a $536 million loss in 1983 and led to the company being divided into Atari games and sold in 1984. Uh, and GameSpy Classic Gaming called E.T. Atari's biggest mistake as well as the largest financial failure in the industry at this time. <laughs> uh, Riley com commented that the game's poor quality was responsible for ending the product life of the Atari 2600, which I beg to differ on that because I remember in the 90s, uh, early 90s, being able to buy uh, the mini version of this, so... Granted, you usually by the time a mini version is being made, and by mini version, I don't mean like this new advanced form of mini version like we got with the NES Mini. I mean, they would brought out a reduced size version, kind of like they've done. Uh, they've done that with the PS2 and a few others, um, but uh, that uh, is some of the things. Let's go on here. You um, said the. Uh, Buchanan uh, from, let's see, where did he come from? Well, it was reported that uh, the large amount of unsold merchandise was a financial burden to Atari, um, uh, which pushed this company into debt. Uh, in December of 1982, uh, the Kazar, which I believe who was probably a CFO or something of Atari, uh, he had revenues forecast for 82 were cut 50%. Uh, over 1981 um, and down and down to a 15% increase. Immediately following announcement, Warner Communications stock value dropped by 50, 35% from $54 to 35 per share. 
resulting in the company losing $1.3 billion in market valuation. Kassar sold 5,000 of his Warner shares um, a half hour before the announcement, prompted an investigation for insider trading against him by a U.S. Uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, Atari, Atari attempted to regain their market share by licensing popular arcade games for the console. The games, however, didn't reverse Atari's decline, and they went further into debt. In 1983, the company had decreased its workforce by 30% and lost $356 million. Uh, other companies, Activision, Ballet Manufacturing, and Mattel, experienced similar results as the industry declined. Now, it they, it was always rumored that um, they had buried the remaining stock of E.T. somewhere. Um, and... In May of 2013, the Alamogordo City Commission approved Fuel Industries, an Ottawa-based entertainment company, for six months of landfill access, both to create a documentary about the legend and excavate the burial site. On April 26, 2014, remnants of E.T. and other Atari games were discovered in the early hours of the excavation. Burial of the E.T. cartridges was also the basis for the independent 2014 science fiction Comedy called, or comedy, Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie based on the web series of the same name, uh, featuring Howard Scott Warshaw. In December 2014, the Smithsonian Institution added an excavated cartridge of E.T. to their collection. In 2015, the Henry Ford Museum, close to us in Ohio here, added several excavated cartridges and a video touchpad, a sample of landfill dirt taken from the site of the burial and items of clothing worn by the excavation team to their collection. Uh, a selection of these items are on permanent display. The Center for Computing History in Cambridge, England, also received some artifacts from the desert, which are on permanent display in the museum gallery. So, yeah, they really did bury these things. So, um, in 2006, Dennis Debro disassembled E.T. He added comments to... The to the generated source code and released it for free. In January 2013, programmer David Richardson released several unofficial fixes for the game. Patches included the removal of the Pixel Perfect Collision detection which, detection, which caused E.T. to fall in the pit every time his sprite touched a pit entry. So that probably fixed a lot of things. And, and, that, and, that, and fixing them now is really... Um, uh, Kind of what, you know, when we buy games today, like you buy a game on Steam, uh, a lot of times that game's not finished. They're going to they're gonna have updates to that game uh, in the future uh, to fix bugs. In the 80s, we didn't have that option. Uh, once a cartridge was, was burnt or, you know, developed, and you bought the cartridge, that cartridge is a permanent thing. The code that was on that cartridge could not be fixed. Uh easily anyway <laughs> so uh it's pretty cool that uh they were able to do this i bet you probably can search around and find a fixed version of the video game uh and uh see if you can't fix it but um after the break i'm going to talk a little bit about my, about my memories of the game and uh about uh other things uh that interest me about one of this gate these games that are really just such a part of our life so all right, so, but first, before I go to thank our sponsor, I want to do want to thank Travis Young, a.k.a. DJ Flounder, on Roundtown Radio. Thank you for playing the show. 
Uh, and I also uh, want to thank um, several of uh, podcasts, and uh, that will be right here after the break. All right, before I go and thank our hosting provider, I do have some shout-outs today. I want to thank our good friend Rob Flott at Living in the 80s. If you like the 80s as much as I do, you need to check that show out. You may run into Matt Moore over there. And uh, like I said, check him out. also need to put a shout-out to Jason Peitzmeyer at Chewing the Fat, as well as um, Free For All and his wife's show that he produces in the salon, uh, great content over there. You do need to check all of those shows out. And I also want to thank my good friend Travis at Roundtown Radio for playing this show. Uh, he plays us right behind Living in the 80s. We're like two peas in a pod. You got to listen to Roundtown Radio. Uh, thank you guys for your support. And let's go thank our hosting provider, Anchor. Welcome back to the show. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Um, so, my memories of ET. Um, first, I I really loved the movie, but the video game was. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I was not in among one of those people who thought this is a horrible game. Um, I actually was able to proceed pretty pretty far in the game. Um, I will say, yeah, it was frustrating falling into the pit, um, but um, I don't. I'm one of those few people that didn't really think it was as bad as it sounded um uh you know um and i remember playing this game for many an afternoon so uh, was it a bad game and eh, you know what was it the best game ever not really i mean <laughs> you know i i reserve that um of the time i reserve that for uh games like river raid you know that was one of the really great games back then a lot of the activision games were really darn good at the time so um but uh it really wasn't that bad of a game uh so if you run across a copy um it's worth picking it up and um, playing around with it um you know, don't get too frustrated with it. It's just a video game. <laughs> it's just like like people who expect their phones to be perfect. You know, they're they're devices that have software in them. So uh, that's kind of where I'm gonna leave it at that. So um, so uh, hopefully uh, we'll keep the the momentum going. I think I have to go through, but I think I've got some topics uh, that I might look into um, for. Um, Future topics. I think one of them is going to be Activision. Activision was one of the very first uh, third-party game companies uh, at the beginning of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred reign. Um, and uh, it's just, they have really interesting history, and they still exist today, and are still producing video games, just not for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So, all right. So, hey everyone, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's a little shorter show than usual. But that's okay. Um, there's really, I really don't want to go drown, droning on and on about ET. <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just a part of our history, uh, and part of the, re, you know, supposedly part of the reason why uh, the video game industry crashed. But I think it's one, like anything else in the world, I think it's really a much more complex issue. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the game itself, you know, if you haven't played it, uh, I'd check it out. So, thanks you guys for listening. 
Have a wonderful week, and I will see you later. God bless.